Welcome to Ted in Your Head, the podcast created exclusively to help you transform your thinking to show up powerfully and authentically in your life and in your business. Your host is Ted Moreno, certified hypnotherapist and high performance coach. On this show, we talk about how to tap into the power of your mind, release bad habits, eliminate fear and the limiting beliefs that may be holding you back. We dive deep into cultivating the success mindset that you need for a life of abundance, health, and happiness. Let's check it out and welcome your host, Ted Moreno. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Ted in Your Head podcast. I'm Ted Moreno, certified hypnotherapist and high-performance coach. And in my practice, using the tool of hypnosis and hypnotherapy, I help people change their minds. And that means changing their thinking, changing their beliefs so they can transform their minds for greater health, happiness, and success. Now, if you're not happy, you're not healthy, and you're not feeling very successful, things can change. We all have the ability to change how we think. And if we can do that, then we can change our lives. So you don't need to stay on the same path that you're on now. I'll tell you how you can reach out to me at the end of the show. But for now, let's get into today's podcast, The Path Back to Yourself. So there's been some interesting kind of coincidences happening, some interesting signals from the universe, if you will. I was in two separate sessions with two separate clients recently. One told me he had listened to my podcast number 408, which is titled Embrace Your Place, Powerfully Claiming Your Existence. I highly recommend that you listen to that one. And this client said it really resonated with him powerfully. And the basic idea of that podcast is that we are, we are given negative messages as children that don't support positive self-worth and self-confidence. And we grow up believing, oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes, that there's something wrong with us. Now, this other client that I was working with uh, told me at the very beginning of our session that he felt fundamentally flawed. Not only that, but I was having a conversation with somebody very close to me about how we spend a lot of time trying to deal with erroneous beliefs that we picked up as, as children. Now, the reason that I say these are interesting coincidences is because for the past few weeks, this subject has been very much on my mind. Then I have these two clients and I have this conversation and all of these signals tell me it's time to talk to you about this. So a while back, I got to thinking that as adults, many of us spend a great deal of time, effort, and expense to overcome the negative programming that we received as children usually from our parents, caretakers, authorities, etc. Now, we don't want to blame our parents or caretakers, but it's not blaming if we can see these people as human beings with their own issues and problems who might have slimed us with their stuff, particularly if your parents had you when they were barely adults themselves, like in their early 20s. Now, our parents, your parents, gave you good stuff too, hopefully, but it's not the good stuff. That's the problem. Now, I've both written and talked a lot about this subject, and I think it's an important one to revisit in light of these 
kind of messages the universe has been sending me. So, one of the first things I learned in hypnotherapy school is the idea of 12 versus 88. 12% conscious mind, 88% subconscious mind. So the idea is that as adults, we might consciously see our accomplishments, our growth, our maturity, yet in that 88% subconscious mind, we may harbor a very strong belief or feeling that there's something wrong with us. And that 12% conscious mind oftentimes cannot overcome the 88% subconscious, which contains that negative programming. Now, this is a theory, so don't get all hung up on the percentages, okay? Some people say 10, some people say 90, but I think most psychologists agree that the subconscious mind is a much larger part of our minds than the conscious mind. And this goes all the way back to Sigmund Freud. So what I'm saying is that sometimes we can be programmed to feel bad about ourselves. And it's easy because when we're little kids, we believe what we're told. And even worse, we can believe what we tell ourselves, even if it's not true, even if it's the thinking or conclusions of a six, seven, eight-year-old, right? So... It's important to understand that our societal conditioning pressures us to conform. But what if you can't? What if you won't? What if the way you learn doesn't fit into our one-size-fits-all educational system? What if the values of your family or religion or culture is not something that you ever really resonated with, even if you were not even able to understand what that means? What if your very sexuality was not clear to you, but to everybody else was sinful, bad, or evil, to use a very common modern-day example? Well, then we're ridiculed, we're criticized, we're ostracized, maybe even condemned. Can you imagine what that does to a person's sense of self? When you are told that what you think and feel not only doesn't matter, but is wrong or unacceptable. I'm reading a great book by Gabor Mate called When the Body Says No, a really excellent book. And the author goes so far to suggest that the impact of these kinds of childhood experiences can result in disease in the body. And I don't think that's such a radical concept any longer to many people. The idea that long-standing negative emotions about oneself or the inability to fully express oneself can have a huge impact on our physiology. So we go into adulthood believing this stuff, which is actually our parents' stuff or caretaker stuff projected onto us, which, you know, presumably they did the best that they could. And the only way people know how to raise kids most of the time, or at least before books and talk shows, is based on how their parents raised them, whether that was good or bad. Now, life being what it is, we encounter challenges, many that we overcome. But if our programming is some variation of I suck, then every challenge or perceived failure will reinforce the negative programming. Now, we all know the truth is that life is up and life is down. 
The truth is that we'll screw stuff up, fall short, be disappointed. What is also true, of course, is that human beings are incredibly resourceful, creative, resilience, resilient, and capable of magnificent, magnificent achievement. This is the design of human beings, period. And so one of the things I think we need to do is we must learn to accept our humanity. This is how we are designed to do stuff right and to do stuff wrong sometimes. Now, you might say that humans have the capacity for great cruelty, and you would be right. But why is that when most of our understanding of human behavior is that we seek cooperation, partnership, and a desire to be free from fear and conflict? Well, I think that somewhere along the line in our evolution and development as human beings, I think we started to feel ashamed. Maybe that's what the whole Garden of Eden thing is about, metaphorically. A disconnection from the divinity that animates us. A fall from grace. An eviction from the paradise of oneness. I really do think that the biggest problem that most of us suffer from is our own self-judgment, shame, and condemnation. But these things are so difficult to deal with. We don't want to look at those things. We don't want to feel them. We want to hide from these wounded parts of ourselves. We want to pretend they're not there. We, we repress, we ignore, we medicate. Consequently, we project this negativity onto others, hence the violence and cruelty we see in the world today. Anne Rice, the writer Anne Rice in her novel Merrick, which is one of the vampire chronicles, asks, why does shame and self-loathing become cruelty to the innocent? I would suggest that healing starts with acknowledging our wounds, finding a way to acknowledge any loneliness, abandonment, fear, and rejection that we might have suffered. We must give these things our attention. We must have compassion for ourselves and our struggles. And sometimes, maybe even most times, we must feel these things and be present to these feelings and be with ourselves fully present as we attend to resolve and heal our wounds. But who has time for that, right? And that's the insanity of life in the modern world. No time to be human. What a fucking tragedy. But hey, I don't want to be a bummer. I'm actually an unreasonable optimist. I believe that we will get ourselves back to the garden, to paraphrase Joni Mitchell. But who knows what kind of hell we'll have to go through individually and collectively to get to heaven. Well, start with a man or woman in the mirror, to paraphrase Michael Jackson. Forgive yourself. Give yourself some grace, man. Reclaim your power from all those people and situations that took it from you. Don't fail to hold yourself accountable or push yourself to achieve. Just don't beat yourself up in the process. Try to become your best friend. Learn to love yourself. I know it sounds trite, but it's not that hard, and it might take some work and a bit of discomfort. 
But you know, even people that have done terrible things, people in prison for horrific crimes, are able to sometimes find redemption within themselves. Les Brown, one of my favorite motivational speakers, quotes an African proverb that says, when there is no enemy within, the enemies outside cannot hurt you. Reconnect with the part of you that's joyful, curious, and filled with wonder, which is, of course, wonderful. It's still there, but it gets covered up by the trials and tribulations and judgments coming from ourselves, others, and our society at large. Herman Hess, the author of the book Siddhartha, which is a great book if you get a chance to read it, said, I realize today that nothing in the world is more distasteful to a person than to take the path that leads to himself or herself. Be willing to take that path, even if it seems distasteful or uncomfortable. If you're already on it, keep on keeping on. Be on the path back to yourself. Thanks for listening. If I can support you on your path, you can request a complimentary consultation by going to tedmoreno.com slash contact. Take good care of yourself. And again, thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Ted in Your Head podcast. If bad habits, fears, and limiting beliefs are keeping you from the success you want, then it might be time to change your mind. To learn more about how Ted can personally help you win at life and business, visit www.tedmoreno.com. That's www.tedmoreno.com. And we will see you next time on the Ted in Your Head podcast podcast.